All right, want to do this? Let's do it. It's going to be ugly. It is going to be ugly. I, I thought agree. I thought Adam was going to be super optimistic, but it doesn't sound like he's going to Not be. Not after the preseason. They don't have a defense. Oh, Tom, the crickets are back. Crickets are not back. They're at bay right now. I don't know. Sounded like crickets at the top of the pod. We, I heard crickets. I heard very loud crickets. Just because I can hear crickets doesn't mean you can hear crickets. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we heard crickets at the beginning of the recording. Yeah. Is that, is that like a metaphor for uh, what a lot of this jet season may be? Ooh. I don't agree with that. <laughs> That's quite a pun. I think it's going to be bad, but fun to watch. I don't think it's going to be crickets. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to another edition of the Born in 87 podcast. Uh, we are about to do uh, one of one of our fa- one of our favorite podcasts of the year. We've got Tom Leninger on to uh, uh, guess how many wins the uh, Jets are going to win this year. Our very first guest. Yes. One, one year later. later. One yeah, year one later. year ago, yeah, Tom, you were our very first guest when we did this same podcast, and uh, when we recorded it last year, um, your audio uh, quality was crap because we had to drown out the crickets. It may not be much better this time. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> you have it's that you time of year. Leave, you did not leave a huge screen door open, though. I did not. That's good. I never I heard the, the proper end of the precautions. Cricket. We're, we're very experienced podcasters now, so. We know we uh we know we know how to get the uh, the crickets out. Gotta get the crickets out. Yeah. All right. Is there anything we want to talk about before we jump into picking wins and losses on the schedule? I we didn't decide who won last year officially, but I won. Right. I think I said. Well, I, yes. I, didn't re- I didn't realize we were making it like a competition because uh well everything's as, a competition. As a, well, no, no, no. Because what we do, no the the the, the shtick was is because there's three of us, it's two votes. So as as a podcast. We're, we're deciding what the final record is going to be. Well, I gave them uh, and two last wins year, last as a year. podcast, we decided that the Jets were going to go six and ten. But I think that's because uh, there were like four extra games in there that Tom and I thought they were going to win that you did not think they. Were I did win. not. Yeah, because you you had them at like two and fourteen, but me and Tom's votes uh, got them up to six. I ended up being a pretty good guess. Yeah. Well, for the sake of uh, not confusing the listeners, I think we should just give the. Uh, well, that's why I actually, sorry. So this year, we, if you notice in the outline, there is a, there are four columns, a collective pick column where we put, you know, based on our uh, opinion, we put in that pick, you know, whichever gets the majority and then each of our individual picks. So if you want to turn to a competition, I've set up the Google doc to allow us to do that. Okay. So not only have your podcasting skills improved so much over one year, but so have your Excel skills. Uh, I'm going to make it even better. I'm going to put grid lines up and wrap just so it's even prettier. Hold on. Wow. I took an Excel course. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Mind blown. Bad podcasting, but yeah. Yeah. Adam uh, just made our uh, spreadsheet look so much better. So much better. All right. Um, well, well, now that we're, we're turning this into a competition, I feel like um, there there needs to be something uh, we're wagering on. $10 bet. Isn't that what we always do? All right. So, so you and Tom, whoever uh, has a, whoever has the uh, closest record, I guess, um, gets a uh, ten dollars from each of the other two. Works for me. Count me in. All right. So, uh, just to be abundantly clear, what we're doing, we're going to go through each of the Jets' seventeen games, so and hard. Uh, we're going to, as a podcast, uh, pick the record of the Jets for the 2021 season. Why not before we start, though, why don't we uh, all uh, give one thing we're excited about uh, for this uh, upcoming Jets season? Since this was my idea, I can go first, give you guys a second to think. And uh, one thing I'm excited about is uh, at at least like for one year, I feel like I don't need to, even though I don't think they'll win very many games, I'm not going to be actively rooting for them to lose because I am a personally a big believer that if you're not tanking for a quarterback, you don't really need to tank. There's always lots of talent in the NFL draft. You just need a general manager who's smart enough to find it. 
Um, a lot of times with a quarterback, yes, you need like one of those first few picks in order to be able to nab that guy. But if it's not a quarterback, it's like, uh, you know, just, just find the talented player. Um, cause there's, there's always, always talent. And I'm just excited that hope, you know, since we drafted a quarterback last year, I feel like I can at least root for the team to win now and not care so much about their draft position. How about you, Tom? Um, so one thing I'm I'm pretty excited about, obviously trying to get this this to see this team grow. Um, but I'm really excited about the wide receiving core. Uh, I was really excited with the Corey Davis signing. You know, I think he's going to be you know a number one wide receiver, obviously in in our system, and he's going to you know kind of come out of the shadow of AJ Brown, even though he was you know so productive in Tennessee. And you know our best receiver last year was Jamison Crowder, and now he's our number three, possibly Maybe number four, four you yeah, know, that's a number four. Yeah. So, you know, Elijah Moore, I, I was really happy with that draft pick. Um, you know, heard really good things about Keelan Cole, hopefully Denzel Mims takes the next step. So I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how that wide receiving core develops. I'm saying the thing that I thought everyone else was going to say. I just, I love watching rookie quarterbacks. Like the best thing in all sports is when your football team has a franchise quarterback. There's just nothing, there's nothing like it. We've right? never had that. <laughs> yeah. But but like as a fan base, like the two years that Vinny we thought was a franchise quarterback were just the best. Right. And like even Chad Pennington, for me, I know he wasn't like a top five quarterback, but I loved it. It just made such a difference because every week you think you got a good chance to win and you have a favorite player. It's better than having an elite starting pitcher in baseball. I think it's, well, I guess maybe having like a franchise player in basketball might be equally as good, but it, it's close. Um, so I'm, it's the I'm most really important hoping, position in sports. I'm really hoping that it is Zach Wilson. All signs are good. I know I was, I feel like we have a, a group thread with like 12 Jet fans on it. And for a while, I feel like I was the only one who was excited. And I, I feel like other people are coming around now too. There's, there's definitely a reason to be hopeful. I just can't wait to watch him play quarterback. It's the same thing I said when Sam Darnold took over. I was like, I'm so excited to not root for them to lose, and I'm excited to have a potential franchise quarterback. So yeah, maybe mean, third time's the one charm. One can only hope. Sanchez I mean, yeah. and uh, I mean, Darnold. I mean, in our lifetimes, I mean, we've never even had, like, the equivalent of, like, the Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan type. Like, just the guy who's, like... You don't think Pennington steady... was like that? No, because he didn't have the longevity. No. How many years was Pennington? Is that, like, five. six years? It was only six five years? years? Yeah, because... uh. Yeah, it was 02 to 06. That was it. Because 01 was, was still it. Vinny. 07, he got hurt. In 08, he was on Miami. It was only five years. He made the playoffs three of those five years. But that's the longest tenured, like, very good quarterback we've had. Yeah, which is why Pennington doesn't compare to a guy like Stafford or Ryan. Because Stafford or Ryan have at least been, like, you know, every Sunday quarterbacks that for over a decade. I mean, like, we've just never had. I mean, you know, everyone always makes fun of, like, Eli Manning and I know it's a weird comparison because Eli has this weird career where outside of like the two playoff runs, he was like mostly a mediocre quarterback, but like with Eli Manning, like giant fans got like 15 years where they knew who their quarterback was every single Sunday. And he was a guy who gave you a chance to win and gave you competency at the position. Like we've never had that. We have never like even had something close to like, you know, any of these quarterbacks that we just mentioned, and these aren't, you know, and none of those quarterbacks at like any given point during their careers were guys who you considered like, and I understand Top Matt Ryan five. won an MVP, but like at no point were like Eli Manning or Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford considered like top of the sport guys. Yep. No, I mean, I Matt Ryan, like, I mean, Matt Ryan won an MVP in a year where the Falcons were loaded, but I feel like I Rich, Gannon, a... Rich Gannon once won an MVP. So. Like Pennington was definitely a different type of quarterback too. Like he wasn't, uh, you know, throw the ball down the field, like gunslinger. He was like uh, quite a, more of like a game manager, which you know w- was great. Yeah. He was very cerebral. Right. And he, we, we loved him when he was here, but he wasn't that like superstar quarterback, like, like you would consider, you know, Stafford or uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question if it wasn't for the injuries, I mean, he was good enough and smart enough where he could have been our quarterback for like. What was he? A third round pick? First. No, first round pick. He was. He was in that. He was in that famous first round with the other four guys. It was Sean Ellis, John Abraham, uh, Anthony Beck, and Chad Pennington all in the same first round. Yeah, it was the 2000 draft. He sat behind Vinny for two years, and then he uh, 
became the starter in 2002. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So let's <laughs> let's start let's start guessing the uh, the schedule. We're talking about Jet QBs, and Week One has two of them, unfortunately. So what do we think is going to happen when the New York Jets go to Carolina to play Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey, and the Carolina Panthers? I think they're going to lose. <laughs> I agree. This, I this has gonna... all, all the makings of like a Jets loss, like a revenge game for Darnold and Robbie Anderson. That's exactly and... how I think. Yeah. I it's think on the road. Road. James. They also they brought in James Morgan to learn the Jets playbook. Yeah. I'm sure James Morgan will get a cut F by They'll the cut Panthers after week days. one. Yep. I think the Jets win this game. I think I think the Panthers are, are not very good. And I I don't think Sam Darnold is very good. And I think I don't think they're gonna get a lot of wins, but I I think they're going to be Carolina. I think they're going to be able to get to Darnold. And I think Darnold's not going to be able to handle playing this all team. I think he's going to come apart at the same. If if this game was at MetLife, I would agree with that. But I think the fact that the game is in Carolina, um, he's only looking at the other uniform, not the, you know, the fans uh, wearing the green and white in the stadium, not, you know, here in the booze. Um, and uh, I, I think he'll play well enough and like Tom said, like we're Jet fans and this is the kind of game where like I know going into it, I'm going to be like really excited because it's going to feel so good if we beat to beat Sam Darnold. And it just feels like one of these things where it's just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, that, that's what's going to be. And we're going to feel like crap afterwards. I mean, I mean, hopefully at least Zach Wilson. uh you know, has a decent start to his career, but I don't think it starts with a win. So collectively, Panthers aren't good. Like they're but one neither of the, are the Jets. I understand. I think it's a bad matchup for the Panthers. I think the it's one also, of the Jets' only strengths is their defensive line, even though it's not as strong as it was before. The Panthers have just an absolutely horrific O line. I just, I also think this I, is a game where, as Tom said, there's a lot of revenge factors here. It's Sam Darnold revenge game, Robbie Anderson revenge game. Uh, in a weird, maybe Matt Rule revenge game because he all you know he was a I don't think final Matt Rule candidate. spends any time thinking about the New York Jets, Justin. Uh, I don't know. You'd you say that, he but yeah, he brought he... in. Yeah, he brings in James Morgan to uh, figure out the Jets playbook for Week One. And if the Jets well, were that bad, would they even bother? Like I don't know. I, I think this is a very personal game for the Carolina Panthers. They're clearly looking for any sort of edge they can get, and. Who has more yards, Robbie Anderson or Christian McCaffrey? Receiving or total? Total. Probably McCaffrey. I'm going to say Robbie but Anderson. I think Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson could go off in this game. He could have two the bombs down the field for terrible. two touchdowns. He can go for 150. Like I, I think that this game has that written all over it. Yeah, Tom, I'm in total lockstep with you. So collectively, uh, we have this as an L, but uh, Adam thinks they're going to win. All right, let's, let's move. What did, let's right. wait. What do the odds makers say? Oh uh, man! Oh I think my the God. line is like four and a half. It's Carolina five. four and a half. It's five. I think so. Five. Wow. So that's that's a really bad pick by me. Okay, five. I'm okay. still seeing four and a half, but on yeah, well, on the Yahoo Sports app, it says four and a half. But I mean, I don't, and I don't really see that line shifting much. Uh, probably not. Though, right, fame, so, though, yeah, though that is the, right in the Vegas zone. Five is the Vegas zone. I thought, I thought two and a half, three was the Vegas zone. No, no, the Vegas zone is like four and a half, five. It's when they can't decide if they want to go to three and a half or six, six and a half. So they stick it right okay. in the middle. If they can't decide they want the touchdown or the field goal. I mean, I think I think the Jets could cover this game. I think they could keep it within a field goal, but I think at the end of the day they lose. Okay. Also, we'll Jets. Out. Also, the Jets have a rookie kicker first game in uh his professional career, maybe he misses a, couple, a kicker. T- you know, I know he's looked great in the preseason, but a lot changes when the games start to count. You know, it, you know, is that rookie kicker going to be reliable? Who knows? Could have some first game jitters. I just, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling about this one. Uh, should we okay. move on to week two? Sure. Michelle. All right. Week two, they are home against the division. Ri- well, I don't even know if it's fair to call them a division rival because we never beat them. The a home game. Against the New England Patriots. And Mac Jones in his second professional football game. Yep. And not rookie Cam versus Newton. rookie. 
Can't I don't think they can. I think they're going to lose all their games to New England this season. I think New England's just going to like own them. Yeah, I think it's going to be really bad. I don't know if New England's going to be quite like I feel. I don't know. Maybe I've just been listening to Bill Simmons too much recently. Um, I like. I, I don't. I don't know if like New England's going to be like an 11, 12 win team, like some people are saying. But they're certainly way better than the Jets. They've got like all the you know guys who opted out for COVID last year, like back on defense. Um, yeah, and and for what it's worth, I mean, the Jets have lost ten straight games against the New England Patriots. They haven't beat them since that year when they went ten and six in twenty fifteen. Um, you know, with with a team with this that's this flawed, I don't see it happening now. Um, I got a loss. I've searched high and low for a glimmer of hope for this game, but I can't find it. They're losing. Okay. I got nothing. Um, so I just want to say, if we think they lose to Carolina, there's a good chance we have them going 0-17 because Carolina's a real crap team. and they're all, I mean, they're playing some other crap teams later, but I mean, they are going to win a couple of games. Yes. They're, they're, they're going to. They're not going to go 0-17. No. Okay. So the next week they're traveling to Denver. I don't see this going well at all. Denver has a good defense. They're playing in mile high. They're a young team who's probably never done that before. I don't know. This doesn't, this doesn't feel good to me. I think they they lose to Denver and Teddy Bridgewater. Is this the Teddy Bridgewater revenge game? Oh, because he was on the team. I think you guys overrate revenge games, particularly for <laughs> subpar players. Oh, I'm actually going to disagree with you guys. I actually am going to pick their first W in, uh. of the season in Denver. And here's why. Uh, while I don't think this Jets team is very good, I think it's better than last year's version. And uh, last year, um, the Jets outplayed this Denver Broncos team yet lost because Adam Gase was an idiot when they blew that embarrassing uh, Thursday night game when they had a, th- a two-score lead in the fourth quarter. Um, one thing about this team is I think they will be much more well-coached than they were a year ago. I think for a lot of the players, I think that also that you could see this being like the kitchen sink game. Uh, after an 0-2 start, um, you know you don't want to start 0-3. Uh, I think Rob Sala is a good coach for guys who were on the team last year, which is, you know, a lot of them. Um, I think they remember how embarrassing it was to lose to this team last year in that Thursday night disaster. And, uh, you know, I, I think they pull out all the stops and, uh, you know, for one thing, it's also this jets team. I think like one thing they're really going to have trouble with is like teams that, uh, can really like throw the ball downfield and Teddy Bridgewater isn't necessarily that kind of quarterback. I think this is the kind of team that the jets can beat. And uh, I think they get their first W here. Um, so I know Adam, you picked a loss. I picked a win. What are you picking Tom? I'm picking a loss. Um, very similar to the reasons Adam gave, you know, going on the road mile high rookie kicker. A lot of things I don't like here. So I'm going to go loss. Okay. Uh, so collectively, then uh, we, that's a loss since Adam and Tom both picked a loss there, and we have them at zero and three. Uh, week four, uh, they are coming back home. Another one o'clock Sunday game, home against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game because both these might be like two of the worst defenses in the league. But I don't ultimately think they can get past the Tennessee Titans. So I, I feel pretty confident that they lose in a shootout to Tennessee. I just don't think they're going to be able to defend AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I think those two guys are Derek. I think it's a kind of game where both guys could go over a hundred yards. Um, just, I really think the secondary is really bad for the jets. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't like this matchup. Um, uh, yeah. I got a loss. I have a loss too. Um, just way too much firepower with Tennessee in their offense, way too many playmakers that, you know, Jets always make, uh, you know, pro bowlers look like Hall of Famers, in my opinion. So this is another loss, unfortunately. It's not going great. No. I feel like one of these four games they will win. Like Carolina, Denver, and Tennessee. I mean, those aren't like the hardest games in the world. 
Well, so if we go on the individual picks, collectively we have them 0-4, but Adam did have them beating Carolina, and I have them beating Denver. So we'll Tom has them actually 0-4. I actually have them 0-4. <laughs> All right, week five, despite uh, the Jets technically being the road team, they actually will get a neutral site game against the Atlanta Falcons in London at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, I kind of love that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, getting the jet game out of the way at 9:30 in the morning. Kind of having the uh, the rest of the day to either watch the other uh, games or have a family day. Like I, I'm loving this uh, that they have a 9:30 a.m. game this year. Um, I also think that uh, if they're 0 and 4 or 1 and 3, again, this could be one of these kitchen sink type games. Um, it's in London, which means you know things could get wonky. You're playing at a weird time. And uh, I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons just seem like one of those teams that uh, over the years hasn't handled, you know, if anything's ever wonky or weird or, uh, you know, something seems like out of place, it feels like the Atlanta Falcons don't perform the best when that happens. And um, I also just don't know how good this Atlanta Falcons team actually is. Uh, I'm going to say a win for the Jets here. That was before Arthur Smith, though. He's he's the best, but I still think they're going to lose. You know what? I, I changed my mind. I think that I think they're going to win this game. I think Atlanta's defense is bad. I, I do think too. Their offense is a little overrated, and I and I the Jets get up. a gift here because it's a road game where they're not playing at the uh, site of the home team. That's true. I have them as a win. Also, this oh! is uh, my first win. Yep. The pod so, has, has found our first win of the season in London. It's like we're going to win in London. I mean, that would be a Jets thing to do to win a game when no one's watching <laughs> at 930 in the morning on a Sunday, besides just Jet fans, right? And um, some Brits. And some Brits, yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like this will be their first win. Atlanta's not a great team. Um, I think the Jets really lucked out in terms of the schedule, not only that this is their road game, quote unquote, but that they also get the extra home game this year. So like they got to win a couple of these at some point. I think this is going to be one of them. Do we need to do any analysis for the post by game? We had them losing at home to New England. I don't, I don't see it changing. I got it's a week seven there. In, traveling in, to New England. In, in, um, sorry. So yeah. So the Jets after the London game have a buy in week six, week seven, they go at New England. Um, yeah. I'm in the same boat I, until I see them beat New England. I'm not going to pick them to beat them. Yeah, it's a loss. All right. Not spend too much time on that. All right. So the next week they're going, they're home for Cincy. I feel like this is like the best case situation for the Jets, where the only way they win is if the opposing team like has similar flaws to them. So this team also has a really crappy defense. Um, and I, I feel like it's it's a shootout. And I, I think the Jets will actually pull out. I think Cincinnati is going to be really bad. Like their defense is going to be a, just a dumpster fire and their offensive line isn't very good. So they had great skill position players and, you know, Joe Burrow, who probably could be good, but I, I just see like the jets being a little better than them in their home. So I do think they win this game. I have them winning as well. So this is win number two. Um, yeah. Home against Cincinnati. It's a weaker team home field advantage. This will be the jets first home win for me. It's also Halloween. So what better thing for the Jets to do than win on a weird holiday? Not going to so yeah, so <laughs> it's not going to change uh, the collective. But um, I'm actually going to pick them to lose this game. I I understand that Cincinnati's not very good, but one thing Cincinnati does have is they have three really good receivers, and uh, I, I just think a team with three really good receivers is a team the Jets are going to have a lot of trouble stopping. I could see. Uh, those three guys, um, Higgins, Chase, and Boyd, like combining for like 250, 300 yards amongst the three of them this game. I, I could just see them getting torched. And uh, I could I, I see them losing a close one, like something like, tw- you know, 31 28, something like that. I don't know, but, but collectively, it's a win. Jets have good wide receivers too, and Cincinnati doesn't have a defense. Yeah, I'm still picking the loss. All right. Uh, doesn't and, matter. All right. So week nine, after the Cincy game, on a short week, they have to travel to Indianapolis to play the Indianapolis Colts on a Thursday night. Nope. No, no, no. I will, I will um, never, I will never bet a road team on a Thursday night game. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Um, 
you know, home teams have such an advantage. And, you know, I know the indie quarterback situation is a little weird right now, but it seems like Carson Wentz will be back sooner than later. It certainly seems like he'll be back by week nine. And the rest of their roster is really good. Um, I know they have some offensive line injuries, but I, I do not see the Jets going and winning uh, on a Thursday night. If it was a, if it was a full week, maybe, but I don't see them uh, getting this win on a short week in Indianapolis. Have you guys looked at the Colts' schedule to start the season? No. no. All right, I'm doing this on my work computer, so I, I can't pull it up because it's blocked. Um, maybe someone else can do it. So the, they start at um, Seattle, then they play the Titans. Sorry, no, they pl- start at Seattle, and then they play the Rams, and then they play the Titans, and then they play the Dolphins, and then they play the Ravens. And that is going to be without their two top left tackles and without potentially Quentin Nelson and potentially without Carson Wentz. So they might be staring at 0-5, and, and at which point the wheels may completely come off. But I still think the Jets are going to lose. The Colts are too good. <laughs> but I think there's, there's definitely there's a possibility, there's a world where the Colts are 0-5. They've kind of given it up on the season. They no longer believe in Carson Wentz, and they are now just in full-on tank mode for a quarterback. And in that case, maybe the Jets do go in and steal it, but I think that's extremely unlikely. Well, just throwing out the possibility. There's, there's eight games before that, so what's happening in those other three games? Um, they play Houston in uh, the next week, so that would be potentially one and five. But I'm just saying, like a team that's zero and five with all these injuries, things can get out of you know whack pretty quickly. Gotcha. Like I there's said, if this was if this was a full week. If this was a Sunday game, I might pick the Jets to win, but it's so hard to win these road games on a Thursday, especially when you're not a very good team. Um, All right, so after the Indy game, they get the few extra days of rest, and then they've got a home game in Week 10 against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I just think – I mean, I think the Bills are the second-best team in the AFC, uh, and I just think – there's really no talent, no comparison in talent here. Um, I don't think it matters that the Jets will have three extra days of rest. Like, I just don't think the Bills are going to lose to such an inferior team, even though the uh, Jets will have three extra days of rest and they get to play Buffalo at home in this one. Yeah, the Jets really aren't, don't belong in the same field as the Bills, unfortunately. So even not though they're going to be home, yeah, not yet. Um, you know, I think the Bills are a great blueprint for what the Jets would like to be in two or three years down the road. You know, hopefully our quarterback blossoms the way Josh Allen did and our defense develops the way their defense has developed. But these are just two teams at different stages in their uh, progress. Yeah, I agree. I got They're going to lose to Buffalo. I mean, maybe Josh Allen's injured at that point. Mitch, Mitch is the quarterback and things are different, but it seems very unlikely. Uh, okay. So, uh, so we got them at two and a bunch of losses, two and seven. All right. Not great. Right. All right. So next game, uh, another home game, another divisional home game. They've got home against the Miami dolphins in week 11, Sunday, one o'clock game. Um, you know, this Miami team is really well coached. I think their defense is really good. And, uh, I just think well-coached teams take care of business in games like this, and uh, I don't see the Jets beating the Miami Dolphins here in Week 11, unfortunately. I usually like to take one win. I usually like to predict one win against Miami, Um, and for some reason I'm always tempted to do it when they're on the road. I don't think I can do that. Because I was actually going to say that, Tom, I I actually think there's a better chance they might win the other Miami game, but we'll get to that when it comes up in the schedule. But But I'm also looking at what they have coming up and at Houston home Philly means we're on a three game winning streak, which I don't think we're going to accomplish this year. So I think I think I'm going to take the L with the the home Miami game. I think they're going to beat the Dolphins in one of those two games. Seems like, Justin, you have some sort of take for why they're going to win. At Miami, I think this is the one they pull out. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be very good. I could be wrong. I think the I, Dolphins are going to be very good. I kind of want to make a bet with you. Full year with Tua. What's the uh, What's the Dolphins' um, 
Here, hold on. What, what's the it's uh, probably, Dolphins over under? Probably ten or ten and a half. If I had a guess. Let's see. Um, I'm googling it. The Dolphins are at nine. Um, I would take that, the, you want you want to do ten bucks on the over under? No, I think they probably get to ten wins. <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, I think people think the Dolphins are going to be great. Ten wins might not make the playoffs. That's true because they went ten and six last year and missed the playoffs. So it's presumable if they went ten and seven. Yeah, I think they're about they a ten win team. Like I think they're. I think they're fine. Like you said, they're well coached. But I. I think there's some problems on the team. Their offensive line's terrible. I need to see Tua do it before I believe he's going to be a great quarterback. They're relying heavily on a rookie wide receiver and Will Fuller. They don't have any known running back. I just, I don't really get why so many people are in love with the Dolphins. Um, Particularly because their line was worse than the Jets line last year. And the Jets did way more to improve their line than the Dolphins did. So I'm not, I I don't, I think they're going to beat the Dolphins, at least in this game. I think the Dolphins are probably a better team, but I think the Jets win one of those two. All right, so we now have the Jets at 2-8 and eight on the season. Um, but maybe this is where it turns. Week 12, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday, November 28th, 1 p.m. game at the Houston Texans. Yeah, I have them winning. I think Houston's going to lose all of their games. I think, I think they're the worst team in the league. I think they're the worst team I remember. I don't ever remember a team just feeling this lost and destroyed in so many ways, like can you, when was the, what was the last team that like felt like this heading into a season where they just knew that they were at least one season away from like even trying? The only thing I could think of is like, uh, maybe that Detroit team that went on 16. Maybe did they know going into the season that it was going to be as bad I as I think so? Because that was in the middle of the Matt Millen era when everyone was just like, he's the worst general manager in the history of but football. didn't Matt Millen always think they were going to win? Like, I don't think their general manager thinks they're going to win. I don't think there's a single person in that organization who thinks this team is going to do anything except for lose all of their games. Um, Yeah, I I think they win. Not only do I think they win, I think they win this game handily. I think, you know, I mean, they're going to go into this game as a bad two and not two and eight. Yeah, two and eight football team. Uh, They'll be on somewhere, depending on... uh, (laughs) <laughs> where we all have it somewhere between a three to five game losing streak. And I just think they're going to be so desperate. Um, I think this is a game where they'll be like uber focused and uh, they're just going to like come out, do everything right. Zach Wilson throws for like over 350 yards. Uh, and this is a, just a game where they're going to come out feeling really good about themselves. Yeah. And I have them winning as well. Um, I, I feel like it's very rare for them to, be a uh, road favorite, but I have a feeling they're going to be, and I would take them even though they're a favorite because I, I feel like they're only going to get three or four points, but I would take them to, uh, to cover that as uh, this will be their first road win, true road win, not including the London game. All right. So our, first, so we're all unanimous in this one. So they get a win here and move to three and eight on the season. Uh, so that takes us to week 13, uh, December 5th, uh, home game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So this technically is like that new 17th game, uh, the new miscellaneous game on the schedule where they get the uh, last place team in the NFC East. Uh, um, I think the Eagles are going to be bad as well. Um, I think the Jets will be feeling good about themselves coming off of this win. Um, and I think, I think this is also going to be a point of the season where, um, I think some of the, you know, some of the youth will start to take form, especially against some lesser competition. Um, and, uh, I, I think they'll get their first winning streak of the season by beating the Philadelphia Eagles here in week 13. Is two games a winning streak? Technically. Yeah. Yes. Technically. Yes. Okay. Well, I have them winning as well, uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, you know, Philly's Philly's on the downswing. I personally don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I think he was kind of overrated coming out of college. And, um, you know, in his limited time last year, he didn't really impress me too much. So I have the Jets winning here as well. Adam? I don't know. I think the Eagles aren't going to be very good. This just feels like a loss to me. It doesn't matter. We're giving them a collective win. But I think think the Eagles are going to be better than people expect. 
I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to find a way to beat the Jets. Who's their coach why. now? Do we know Siriano? his name? Is that his name? Siriano. I haven't heard good things about their coach. But Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. I was close. I added an O to his end. I am sorry, Nick Sirianni. Um, I don't know. I Eagles. May, maybe I should give them a win. I'm not going to. I'm going to stick by my loss. <laughs> I've always been obsessed with this Eagles team. I don't know why. I think always they're better than they actually are. I've, I've been so all in on some of their players to my detriment in fantasy football. I remember I drafted Jay Jai, who looked great till he got oh, hurt. God. And then I, I, I was obsessed with Carson Wentz for a while. Maybe I should be out on this Philly team. It's my favorite color is green. So I guess the Jets are green too. And I'm <laughs> rambling. Let's, let's just, let's move on. This isn't going well for me. I don't all have right. a great feel on this Philly team. All right. So week 14, December 12th, uh, they are home to the new Orleans saints. Um, so, uh, I, I think the New Orleans Saints are still going to be pretty good this year. I know some people are really down on them, uh, you know, between the Michael Thomas situation, Jameis Winston, a quarterback, lack of receiving depth. But I don't know. I just think this team still has a lot of talent on it. It's been a team that's been really good for a number of years. That being said, though, it's Jameis Winston in the cold, on the road in December. Um, I, I think... I think New Orleans pulls it out, but I think it's like one of these games where it's going to be close and we're going to come out like feeling really good about uh, Zach Wilson. Like maybe a kind of game where like the Jets are down like 17 in the fourth quarter and maybe they only lose by like three and Zach Wilson like plays great and almost brings him back. But ultimately a loss. Adam, do you still have your New Orleans Saints winter track hat? Uh, that got destroyed a very long time ago. Oh, that's really sad. I used to really like the Saints. Didn't you also have like an Aaron Brooks jersey? I don't know, but I really liked Aaron Brooks. Yeah, that was that was your boy. Yep. Um, yeah, so along the same lines, I'm going to unfortunately pencil this in as a loss. I do see it as a close game, and I see in my Jets crystal ball a huge play by Taysom Hill. That's a size oh. game. Mm, interesting. I just, I just think Orleans is much better than the Jets. I think they're going to lose. Okay. All right. So we all have a loss, which will then take their record to four and nine. Uh, So that takes us to week 15 at Miami. So if you remember earlier in this pot, sorry. So it was week 15, Sunday, 1 PM game. Uh, So if you remember earlier in the, I'm sorry, for some reason, this game actually is listed as to be determined. I I don't know if, why the NFL. What does that mean? I don't know. Like the time, like the time. I don't know why the NFL would flex this game and not just stick it at one o'clock, but <laughs> anyways, it's a hot game. Um, so I made the case before why I think this could be the, the game they do win against Miami. And my thinking here is just, you know, it could be tough to sweep a team. Um, you know, I don't think Miami is in the class of Buffalo. I think they're good. I don't think they're Buffalo good. Um, I think by this point of the season, you're going to see, you know, the things that Rob Sal is trying to implement more taking place. I think you'll see the young talent starting to come together. Uh, they'll also be at a point of the season where I think they're going to have, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. You know, they had the two wins against Houston and Philly and then a close loss against a good New Orleans team. Uh, you know, they're going to get a, a reprieve here, getting to go play in some warm weather down in Miami in December. And uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling uh, th- that this is a game that uh, they're going to go down to uh, Miami and win. I agree. I think the Jets get a Ooh, win here. I'm on board with me. Yeah, I'm this on late board. game in Miami. Um, one thing I I noticed, like when you look at regular season, like the final standings, the mark of a really bad team is a team that does not win a divisional game. I think this is going to be the Jets' division win. I think they're only going to get one, but I really don't think the Jets are a really bad team. So I can't. Say they're going to go 0 and 6 in the division. I think this is their best shot for a win. Again, that is an excellent point. You know, towards the end of the season, things are starting to round into shape. Uh, the offensive line is gelling. The defense is getting a little bit stronger on their solid system. So I think this is where they get their division win. Yeah, I think Miami's better than them. 
And I thought they'd win their home game. So I think they lose this. Also, Miami is going to be in the thick of a playoff race. And the Jets, sadly, I do not believe will be. So I, I think Miami finds a way to pull it out. But hopefully I'm wrong. And it doesn't matter. We're, we're collectively giving them a win. Yeah, so that means on this pod, we now have them at five and nine on the season. Uh, so that takes us to uh, the day after uh, Christmas, week 16, Sunday, December 26th, home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the big Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson showdown. Uh, this also might be a game where uh, I know we've talked about the, the born in 87 guys might be in the building for this one. We have been talking about that. I think they're going to win. I think Jacksonville is going to be really bad this season. They're already having like a ton of issues. Their coach, I don't really think knows what he's doing or how to coach in the NFL. And that's been demonstrated already by him bringing in Tim Tebow and like having all these really strange competitions in the preseason and in practice. It's just things sound really dysfunctional in Jacksonville and they're already extremely injured. I don't, I don't think they're going to have a very good season. I think they're going to be really bad. I think the Jets just are going to be better than them. So, yeah. Another thing too, bad team, a bad warm weather team having to, uh, well, first off, this is also a spot, uh, I know Francesa always used to like talk about this. Like if you want like an edge when it comes to betting, like bet a team that like ends up like away from their family on that's like pissed off because they're like away from their family on a holiday. So not only now are you taking like a warm weather team, putting them up North in late December, but you also, you know, just like sort of like an annoyed bad football team now that also didn't get to spend Christmas with their family because, you know, they had to be in New York for this football game. Uh, yeah, for all those reasons, all the reasons Adam said, I think this is an, this is a win for the Jets. Uh, not um, that it will change the collective pick, but I am going to take it as a loss. Wow. Um, and this is like the real skeptical Jets fan in me, but I just feel like, it's going to be a game that where it comes down to the quarterbacks and Lawrence is going to outclass Wilson. And we're going to be sitting there thinking to ourselves, we missed out on the better guy. And I know that's really depressing, <laughs> but uh, you know, I can really definitely, I can definitely see it happening where it's like, Oh man, like if we had only lost one more game the year before, like that would have been our guy, you know? And, and then Zach Wilkinson goes out and throws three interceptions. You know what I mean? So not that it's going to change the pick, but that's what I had penciled in. All right. I think, oh. I think Zach Wilson's going to be just as good as Trevor Lawrence. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I, I think, think Trevor Lawrence gonna is going to be great, but yeah, I think, I think Jacksonville is probably looking at like a two and 15, three and 14 type season. I just think there's like really not a lot of talent around uh, Trevor Lawrence down there. I mean, one thing to remember, like Peyton Manning went three and 13 as a rookie on a really bad Colts team. So that's true. Yep. Uh, so we now we talk have the about Jets this at, next one. We now have the Jets at six and nine and winning four out of five. Uh, so week 17, January 2nd home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the only thing I could say is uh, it's probably going to be really cold and you're going to be asking Tom Brady to play a game in a uh, cold weather. And he's like 45 years old. But um, no, Tampa's loaded. Um, Tom Brady could probably do nothing. He could probably just hand the ball off to uh, playoff Lenny and uh, Ronald Jones all game, and they'll beat the uh, Jets. He game. also hates the Jets. Yes. And talk about revenge game. It's the return of their former coach who actually will want revenge and probably will scheme the crap out of this game. This might be the Todd Bowles game. So and it's a I'm game not, that Tampa will probably need. Game, like, too. I mean – now, especially now with only one buy. Um, right. That's true. They're going to like the that. chances of Tampa having the number one seed in the conference locked up with two games to play highly unlikely. So Tampa's going to need this game. Yeah. It's a, it's a loss for the jets. hundred really percent. Next week though, be. might be a little interesting. I'm curious what you guys think about week 18. Let's just move. There's nothing else to talk about Tampa. They're going to get their, their asses handed to them, but in Buffalo, <laughs> That's the last week of the season. I would imagine. I know there's only one playoff, one by team, but I would think that their 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 seed might be locked up by the time they play this game. You think they're Maybe locked Buffalo's, into the two at that point? 
Or the one seed. Or the one. I could see them just sitting their whole starters, in which case the Jets get a win. I'm gonna I think they win week 18 against Buffalo. It's actually a very good point. I actually didn't think about that too much when I just scanned over the schedule. Um uh, you swayed me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a win also. You know, maybe by that time of the season, like I like you know, like we said, they've they built up some momentum. They have four wins in their last six, and they finish on a nice note and kind of makes us feel warm and fuzzy going into the offseason. And if they have win. the two seed locked up, they're gonna have to play the following week. They're not gonna want to risk any injuries. It's not like they're gonna right. be banking on a buy. I I don't know. I think they they win this game. Uh so last year in uh week 17, do you remember what the score of the Bills game was? I don't, Justin. No. They defeated the Miami Dolphins 56 26. Uh, and I believe this was a game, and this was a game where they I believe they were still playing for seeding, but it was a situation where they couldn't get the one seed and they had already won the division. So the only uh, variable in play was like two, three, or four seed. And they went all out in that game and destroyed the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I just have a hard time. So I don't know. They played really hard in uh, week 17 last year, and that seemed to work out for them because they ended up in the AFC title game. Uh so I don't know. I mean, some teams have the philosophy where they'll rest. Every, like Belichick always would rest everybody in week 17. Um, and a lot of coaches have that philosophy. It doesn't seem to be Buffalo's philosophy. And for that reason, I am uh, thinking Buffalo is going to play hard. And if they play hard, um, I don't see the Jets going into Buffalo and winning there in January. Uh, it's so possible though that last year was just Buffalo's but coming out. But it, last year, it could have been Buffalo's coming out party. I think it was. And you sometimes when it's your season and you're making a name for yourself, you want to go hard every single week. This season, they've already done it. They've made it to the AFC Championship game. Now they're focused on the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be a little more cautious. Um, we'll find out in week 18. Possible. Yeah. It's possible. We have no idea. We're talking about something that's a couple months away from now. Yeah. Um, so that means we actually, as a group, one, two, three, four, five, we actually have them going seven and 10. That's a, and they have one of the they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, like yeah. full stop. Yeah, I mean Using any metric. It's we not do have a, them they, winning they five play, of their last. Sorry, we have them winning five Carolina, of their last seven. Denver, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Houston, Philadelphia, Jacksonville. It's not exactly a murderer's row. Getting seven wins there it wouldn't be unexpected. That's true. Also, they get because of this seventeenth uh, game, they get an extra game against a last place team. Cause that's how they work it now is like, it used to be that you had two variable games in your schedule based on where you finished the year before. Now you get three. So like that extra game is the Eagle, the Philadelphia Eagles plus the AFC gets an extra home game this year. So every AFC team gets nine home games versus the NFC, which has to play eight yeah. and one of their, you know, quote unquote road games is the Atlanta Falcons in London, a game we all picked them to win. Right. So in a way, they almost have like nine and a half home games this year, and an easyish schedule. Looking at all of our picks, it 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 kind of it's kind of the way I would want it to go, in terms of them not having any type of playoff contention, but getting stronger as the season go, goes on, um, learning the system better you know, meshing as a, as a unit, both on the defensive side and the offensive side. And, you know, like I kind of mentioned before, you know, building some momentum going into Zach's second year when hopefully we could, you know, contend a little bit more. I don't want, I don't yeah. want to play this game of like, Oh, are we going to make the playoffs? I don't want us to be five and five and that whole, that whole deal. You know, I kind of want us to be bad in the beginning and just kind of show growth. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're going to be better than some people expect, but I think, and I think the if they go that, seven and 10, that will be a lot better than people expect. And it's a huge improvement. Right. I mean, they went two and 14 last year. So if they went from two wins to seven, that's, you know, a great step in the right direction. It's so right. much of last year. I mean, they were terribly coached. They just had such a difficult schedule last year. It yeah. was absolutely brutal. And this is evening things out. So a slightly better team, a much easier schedule their record should improve. Yeah. Interestingly. So collectively we have them at seven and 10. 
yet I was looking at our individual picks. And uh, Adam, you have them at seven and ten, while me and Tom have them at six and eleven. So you Ooh. actually were the highest on them. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I think <laughs> I've been pretty high on this team. Um, I was a lot higher until Carl Lawson got hurt. Like I actually thought, like I think I would feel very confident that they beat Philadelphia with Carl Lawson. I think they'd have a chance against New Orleans with Carl Lawson. I would feel better about my Atlanta pick. I might even pick them to beat Tennessee with Carl Lawson. Well, not just Carl um, Lawson, but also Vinnie Curry. I mean, the, the two of the, those two injuries. Vinnie Curry was a situational pass rusher. He's really old. I don't know if you realize how long he's been around, Justin. I mean, the two of them together take a big hit. Um, well, that's I what I mean. Were... The, together, the two of them, losing yeah. both, is a big hit. But, I mean, if you've been following them in camp, um, I mean, I think one of the reasons Becton looked so terrible in camp was that Lawson was just getting by him all the time. And he had, I think he led the league or almost led the league in QB hits last year. Like he's just very good at getting to the quarterback and Sal's defense is predicated on pressure. Um, and I think this defense is going to have different strengths. I think they're going to be an awesome run stopping team, but I don't think they're getting to the quarterback very regularly. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, the rookie, you know, a big thing too is going to be how these rookies come along. I mean, uh, the rookie from Florida state, Hamsa Nasruddin, uh, he's, you know, he's currently listed as uh, one of their starting linebackers, uh, you know, uh, the uh, you know the other Michael Carter I think is gonna gonna play you know gonna play a lot Jason Pinnock from Pitt uh, like we said Michael Carter the uh, cornerback from Duke uh, all these rookies are you know know have made the roster and are probably gonna have to you know play big roles on this team which is also why I think it makes sense why you know, they might get off to a slow start and you know maybe they do win five of their last seven games because you know it just you know it always takes rookies time and obviously you That's know true. the rookie most people are really looking at is the guy under center but uh you know a lot of these l- rookies um that joe douglas drafted in these later rounds they're gonna be playing a role and you know what hopefully uh by the end of the season we're you know we're feeling good about some of these guys the amount of players on this team that are not joe douglas guys are few and far between so that's this is what happens when you get a new GM and you get a new coach. They they bring their guys in and they build with them and they, you know, they try to cultivate that that winning culture. And you know, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to have some lumps in the beginning, but they're just going to get stronger and stronger. Yeah. So I'm look I'm looking at the uh, the defense right now, and I think. The only uh, guys on the defense right now that uh, Douglas did not sign or draft are Quentin Williams, C.J. Mosley, and Marcus May. That might be it. I think they would have cut Mosley if they could, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they just they just literally can't. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. I have been surprised by the number of guys who um douglas drafted who he's already cut so bless austin um i believe that was a douglas pick was cut today no that was mccann no, oh, never mind yeah. all right i feel better than so when, when we had the big two-part uh mccann pod with um lance we i believe we called bless austin like the fifth or sixth best pick well, I think we I'm said sorry. from a talent standpoint, I think we called Bless Austin like fifth or sixth. And we said from a value standpoint, he might have been McCagnan's best pick because he was like taking in the It's sixth been round. a really long week over here. I'm barely <laughs> keeping it together. But um, they, he did cut James Morgan and Jabari Zuniga, um, both right. guys that he, he picked. And it's just interesting. He's so quickly willing to cut, you know, cut a guy who he picked not that long ago. The James Morgan pick was... Just not a good pick. No, but I mean, he—I mean, clearly he had a reason to do it. It was a was a fourth round pick. There's still yeah. value. Zuniga was a third round pick. I know these are pretty high guys to so like one year later be like, all right, you're out. Are, are well, you guys upset? Least... I'm sorry. Did you, are you guys upset that they didn't bring in like a veteran backup quarterback for Zach? No, some like might. That. I mean, you see some of these guys. I know. I mean, they might. I could see them bringing Joe Flacco back. Um, I mean, He's on Philly. I thought yeah, I don't think Philly I loves quarterbacks. Him. No, I don't think so. The smart people I've been listening to think they they just run with three quarterbacks. They want at least two mm-hmm. starting quarterback caliber players at all time. Um, so they'll, they'll probably keep Flacco too. I, I mean, why do you need like the 
why do you need a crappy quarterback to teach? Just from like a that like a mentoring stuff? perspective. Is that really yeah. a thing though? Like you're going to bring in this guy who's always been bad to mentor Zach Wilson. I just rather have their offensive coordinator mentor Zach Wilson, who is also a crappy quarterback who understands like play calling. I don't, I just, this is, they're not competing. They don't need a second quarterback. If Zach Wilson goes down, they'll go from bad to really bad. I don't, I don't really think it matters. I'm, I'm not really thinking of it in terms of a, of a competition standpoint, but just like, you know, I, I, I kind of love what, what Josh McCown did for Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? How did that like, work out? I mean, it, it didn't work out well, obviously, but it, I, I just think it's, it's advantageous to have someone in the room who's kind of like been through everything. Mike White, I don't even know who Mike White is. You know, like Zach Wilson has no one to show him anything. He is Mac Jones. No one's talking about that because he's on the Patriots. Yeah, I guess I have more faith in the, the Patriots coaching staff than ours. But Of course, you should. Yeah. I just don't think – I think these are really marginal decisions. I don't think it's going to impact anything. I think with quarterbacks, they're either good or they're not. Yeah. And How much last... was – who was the backup in uh, for the Chargers last year who had his lungs punctured? Terod, I, mean, Terod, Terod, I don't Terod. know how He's much now the starter in Houston. Did I mean, did he help Justin Herbert at all? Like, after he couldn't breathe, was he – Terod like... Taylor always starts the year as the starter somewhere. He would have continued to start had he not had his lung punctured by their medical staff. I don't think that guy made any difference. Just I just don't think oh, it matters. I think you're either when he was on not. Cleveland and the Jets knocked him out of the game, and then Baker Mayfield came in and tore them apart. And Todd Bowles didn't see that scenario coming at all. You wanted him to not knock out the quarterback so he wouldn't so, get a better such, quarterback. Such typical Jets. Oh, we're playing so well. We're going to knock this guy out and we're going to lose <laughs> to his replacement. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> uh, well, I think they're going to win week one. I'm the only one. So you both will be pleasantly surprised when they I come would out love, and they love, love, love to be wrong. Yeah, me too. Like, I would great. love to see them beat Sam I don't Donald. think that line should be five points. I think these, these two teams on a neutral site are completely even. So well, I think it next should be week's two pod, and a half or three. Well, I, I very well may take the Jets against the spread. I got to see as it gets closer. Well, well, we'll make our picks on next week's pod. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Tom. This was a blast going through the, the games again. No, this is great. No, I, I feel uh, no crickets. special. Yeah, no crickets. I feel special. We didn't hear the crickets uh, last annual. time until we got to the recording. I feel like it's pretty cool to be a uh, guest for an annual uh, show. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was the old like Mike and the Mad Dog uh, routine. All right, they're gonna win or lose. Oh, I thought we were gonna get through the whole thing without you doing. I usually do dog. You don't usually do Mike. You do dog, Justin. So, uh, have I ever done dog? dog? Usually, I don't know. Uh, You think uh, any of these games on the schedule they're gonna be on Nickelodeon? Oh wow, this is like worse than last year. I wish we could compare this. <laughs> well, don't you remember that? During, that like remember that playoff game last year that was on Nickelodeon and it was like amazing. Nickelodeon, a touchdown be scored and they like shot like uh, the green slime, uh, slime <laughs> everywhere. Nickelodeon. I don't remember this. What? You have kids? How'd you not know about this? Well, anyways, apparently, so the game was on both CBS and it was the uh, Saints Bears playoff game last year, and in order to like try and like you know show football the kids the game aired on both cbs and nickelodeon and mike and the mad dog just kept calling nickelodeon i I don't even i i don't think i can even properly say the way he said it It was like nickelodeon nickelodeon nickel yeah nick and mike and the mad dog called the game no oh they were talking about it afterwards they did a radio show together they got back oh no this was just mad dog just mad dog oh okay Mad Dog was commenting, and it, it became viral because he couldn't pronounce Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, and he kept saying, okay. "Nickelodeon." This is this is terrible. I cannot believe that they would put a playoff game on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, like I'm, wow. I'm trying to watch that football game, and they put it on Nickelodeon. That's uh, ridiculous. Is this bad podcasting? It's really bad. <laughs> There All right. Well, fa- there was, that, fans. Like, there was a guy who had like a horrible foreign accent on like this 80s comedy. Was that like Perfect Strangers? That sounded like, I don't like know. that guy. It was bad. Not up on my bad 80s justice. comedies. You've offended uh, everyone with that accent. Everyone's going to assume you're making fun of them. You, you're going to get canceled. You made now. it pretty clear that uh, 
I was trying to imitate Chris Mad Dog Russo. Nickelodeon. <laughs> that wasn't clear to me based on how your voice sounded. All right, Adam. Uh, uh, so Jet fans, uh, this podcast has them going seven and ten. Last year we had them going six and ten, and they went two and fourteen. When will we ever learn? I don't know. <laughs> well put. I will say I was the most negative on them last year, and I was right, and I got their win total right. And this year I had them getting seven wins, so maybe there's yeah. reason to be hopeful. Yeah. Hmm. All right. The, though we were definitely more in line this year because me and Tom both had them winning like we had them at like six and ten last year, and you had them two and yeah. fourteen. This year we're close. Like me and Tom have them six and eleven. You have them seven and ten. It's going to take a long time to get used to this new seventeen game schedule. It's so it weird. Is. It's pretty strange. Very weird. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Have a wonderful evening. I'm gonna go to sleep in like this I'll be asleep in like maybe 30 seconds. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I can't do it yet. I have to earn <laughs> it back. I have to be in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Good night.